<laughs> All right. Give me a little light in the house. Praise God. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. Glory to God. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Y'all believe that? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Somebody said something that stirs up, stirred some stuff up in me. Uh-oh, I got a goji berry trapped in my pipe. All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. My life is not my own. I think that this is what, what got me. Um, to you, I belong. We belong to God. We belong to God. He's our, we're God's property. And religion, sometimes when they talk about somebody who's lost, they, they say it in a religious way. Well, that, those people, they're just lost. That's religion. That's not the Father's heart. And all of us, how many of you know all of us at some point were lost? But the father never looks at it like they're lost. See, you can't lose something unless you own it. And we see how the father, the father owns us, and you, you can see his attitude towards those who are lost in Luke chapter 15. We see the, the parable uh, that Jesus taught about the lost sheep. And how the, the dude that lost the sheep, the shepherd, he goes after that which was lost. He leaves the 99. That's God's attitude. He goes after that which is lost. We see the parable of the lost coin, how the woman swept the house diligently to find that lost coin. And, and the, the coin had to be worth something for you to go through the house. It's like, I got to find this. That speaks of value. And see, those, those are, are in the Bible, and Jesus told those stories to show you how the Father goes after that which is lost and how valuable we are. And see, it was never about, it, it, th those stories weren't, weren't about the, the coin. It wasn't really about the sheep. It wasn't about the prodigal son. It was about the Father going after that which is lost. And I was thinking about that boy. He didn't, um, 
when he was out there with uh, eating with the pigs and stuff, he he wasn't uh, he didn't go home because he missed the father. He went home because he was hungry. And sometimes we look at it, well, you know, he, he, uh, he repented. I mean, yeah, but you need to know what repentance means. Repentance means to change your mind. And um, he came to himself, and he, he went back home because he was eating with pigs. And he, it, and he thought about, when he came to himself, what was he thinking about? He said, man, how many of my father's servants, they eat all the time. They get fed. I'm in here eating with pigs. The servants are doing better than what I'm doing now. You know, he messed up. He asked for his inheritance. He got upset and left. But then he came to himself. He's like, you know, I, I can't make it out here on my own. So he prepared a speech to go back home, and he prepared a speech about, well, I'm not worthy to be called your son and just... Make me like one of, I'm good with just being like one of the higher servants. But the father saw him from afar off, and he ran to him. And in those days, they had these long robes, and he had to pull it up to, to run, you know. And, and, that, and, and that's something that you just didn't do um, according to the custom of that day. You don't, you don't expose your legs as a man, amen? So, but he, forget that, forget protocol, I'm running after my son because he come back home. That's the father. It's not, they're lost. <laughs> Can you see the difference? Yeah. Amen. Let, let, the fa- let, let the word paint a picture of you of the love of the father. Amen. Well, my clock's not supposed to start because I, I, I haven't started yet. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that good stuff though? The father goes after that which is lost. Amen. I'm going to set my own time. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> All right. No, that's good. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your amazing love for us. He just keeps pursuing us with his love, even after he has us. He keeps on loving us. His love for us will never stop. He ran after that boy, and he said he... He, he, uh, he fell on his neck. That means he tackled him. When you go going up on somebody's neck, <laughs> amen, you tackle them. And that, that shows the father's love. And then he said, bring out the best robe. Put the ring on his fingers. And those latest Jordans that came out, put them on his feet. And bring out, and bring out some ribs. Bring out the rib dinner. Huh? Amen. Because we, we fixing the party. There was no mention of what he had done about him leaving or I told you so. That's a picture of our father. Amen. Well, we're going to jump back into Psalm 91. Praise God. And and God's love, as we've been saying, is the antidote to fear. Perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love is the love that the Father has for you. Not your love for the, for the Father, but the love that your Father has for you. Psalm 91, I'm going to tell you, we've been living in this because this is an on-time word. This is it's covenant. Even though it's in the Old Testament section of the Bible, 
it's new covenant. And it speaks to the time that we're living in today. See, when you read the Bible, you read it with sunglasses. You read it through, through, through the lens of the finished work of the cross. And, and Psalm 91 is for us today. So lay a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Meditate in it. Keep it before you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin in verse 1, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oops. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Amen. We dwell. That means we sit down in the shelter or secret place of the Most High. Where is that? In Christ. All, the Almighty, that word for Almighty is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you, Lord. Just keep that in front of you. That's where we are. I mean, I love how this, everything in this psalm is, it stems from this. This is the foundation of this psalm, really. He, because we are living in, we are in a place where we can't be touched. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But we, we need to walk in the reality of this. We, we, we need to have this. My, my, my job is to, or, or my job, my, my goal, what I want to do is, is to help get this rooted in your heart. Where nobody can talk you out of this. Oh, man, I'm in the secret place. I'm, I'm in Christ. That means I'm sheltered. What does it mean to you to be in a shelter? Huh? Come on, you're in a shelter. These, these are not just, these are not religious words. We are sheltered. Huh? Huh? They, they tell you when, the, when you're in a hurricane or whatever, you, if you go to, if you got a basement or, or some kind of, uh, what, what, what do you call it? A cellar or somewhere, you go in there. Why do you, why do, you do that? For safety. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, how many, how many of you are the righteousness of God in Christ? The righteous run into it. And they're what? They're safe. Say, I'm safe. I declare, say, I declare myself safe from COVID. People say about that, I heard somebody say about their vaccine, they say, I'm, I, I can't roll up my sleeves that fast enough to get that va vaccine. And I ain't mad at you, do what you want to do, but I'm telling you, what, what, what if, I mean, all the talk on the news now is about the vaccine, and thank God for it. But I'm telling you, what if we knew Psalm 91, what, what if we put more value in Psalm 91 than we do vaccines and the world's solutions? And sometimes people act like God's words are just, oh, you know, that, that'll just kind of cheer us up. Make us feel better. Just, just hearing about, hearing these scriptures, you know, it just gives me a relief just to, just to hear the scriptures. No, this is, this is our approach to life. Living in the secret place. Thank you, Lord. Abiding in the shadow 
of not just anybody's shadow, the shadow of the Almighty. I mean, imagine you you walking down the street and, and you had, uh, I was talking to Shatan about Wonder Woman and uh, you know, a new movie coming out. Let's say you're walking down the street, you got Wonder Woman over here, you got, uh, you got Batman, you got Superman, you got the Incredible Hulk, you, you've, you've got uh, 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 Captain America, uh, you've got Thor, who do I leave out? Hawkeye, the Black Widow, the Black Panther. I said Iron Man, didn't I? Uh, Agent Carter. Okay, you going? You you reach way back. You reach back twenty sixteen, but that's okay. So, but but imagine you you walking out and you got all the. I mean, I know they're, they're fictional characters, but but. If, if you imagine they're real and you're walking out, you, who are you going to be afraid of? El Shaddai, Jesus, is real. And he's more powerful than all them folk put together. That's, that's who's got your back. That's who's protecting you. When you... If you walk in the reality of that and you walk out of the house, I mean, that's about, man, who are you trusting in? Do you trust in Almighty God to protect you? Do you understand that the name of Jesus is above COVID? Say, I'm COVID free. I'm protected against COVID. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because you're in the secret place of the Most High. You're sheltered under the shadow of the Almighty. My goodness, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and fortress. He's building on this shelter, refuge, fortress. It's going to talk, he's going to mention refuge again as, as we go on. My God in whom I trust. So we're not, we're not trusting vaccines. We, we, we trust in the Lord. And what I'm talking about is valuing. I, I mentioned this in, in a Bible study. What, what if I handed you an old, old rusty violin that had the strings plucked out of it and um, had a dent in it? You might just take it and throw it to the side. Oh, you know, Pastor, you know, be nice to me and receive it, but then you just throw it in the corner somewhere. Pastor gave me this old beat-up violin with strings busted and missing. But then what if I called you and told you, oh, I forgot to tell you, when I gave you that violin, it's a, it's, it's a Stradivarius. And those violins, if you don't know it, are very valuable. It's an original Stradivarius. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, that violin I gave you, dented with strings missing, has a lot of value. When you realize what if you valued the word like that? What if you valued what Jesus said? You'd treasure it. You, 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 you'd take this word, and man, you, you're going to lay a hold of it. You're going to live by it. You're going to take it serious. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Y'all quiet out here. 
Y'all thinking about it? Amen. Lay a hold of this word. Keep it, as the Bible says, in the midst of your heart. Keep it in front of you. Speak it. There's a reason why I get on, get on these confessions and Summit Nation. Welcome, Summit Nation. I see y'all out there. Okay. And uh, guests, and every, everybody, welcome to Summit Church. Amen. We're glad you're here today. Lay a hold of this word. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I do confessions online. You know we're online seven times a week. Monday, Tuesday, two times Wednesday. Wednesday's prayer and Bible study. That's four. Thursday, Friday, that's six. And right now, seven. And we want to keep the word. We're doing more now than we were doing before COVID. I mean, God prepared us and positioned this ministry for such a time as this. And I, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus. He gave us a web domain that's been parked before COVID. We had this website. I mean, the domain. And we were summitministries.tv, and you can still get to that like that. But you know what? We just switched to, a, to the new domain, and the new domain speaks to what we're going through right now or speaks to the time that we're in right now. Summitonline.church. I want to announce to you a brand new website. Check it out. Summitonline.church. Amen. Well, calm down your enthusiasm about that. But think, think about the, the name. The Lord gave me that name. I've just unconsciously led by the Spirit. Called it Summit Online. Before COVID. And online is more important than it's ever been. And so, summitonline.church, check it out. Now, take advantage now, see, let me say this, and, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to say this to put anybody in, in condemnation, uh, but please, 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 please take advantage of these confessions. Don't treat it like an old busted violin that has no value. Treat it like a Stradivarius. Because if you don't value it, you can look at these confessions that that we're doing together. It's not just me. You're not looking at me like a movie. We're saying these words together. And the, we're speaking Psalm 91 four days a week. Thank you, Jesus. And we're doing it together. I'm not just doing this just to be online. Online is a tool. Think about what, what we can do. We can speak the word together. You can get on with your pastor and speak Psalm 91 with him. Now, right now, what's going through your mind about the, uh, the value of it? Oh, yeah, okay. All right, Pastor. That's cool. That's cool, Pastor, doing that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. No, this is no religious thing, y'all. 
So I want to encourage you. And if, if you don't get on, God still loves you. You're still accepted and approved. You're, st you're still a, the righteousness of God in Christ. You're loved and all of that kind of stuff. Amen. But we need to be built up during this time. And uh, build up what we're doing. We're building up our spiritual immune system. Take advantage of, of every chance you get to lay a hold of these things. And you, well, Pastor, I can't catch you because sometimes you're on uh, 11 o'clock, sometimes you're on in the afternoon, you're on all different times. That's no excuse. They're, st they're still there. <laughs> go on when you want to go on. Thank you, Lord. Um, so, okay. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he might deliver you. No, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. There's an enemy out there. And from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, that's his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. Man, we, we dealt with that, God's faithfulness. Amen. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. How can you when you trust in him? And you understand you are living in the secret place of the Most High. Nor shall we be afraid of the pestilence that, walk, that, stalks, that stalks, stalks, stalks in darkness. If, it, if that ain't the coronavirus, I don't know what is. I mean, it's walking around. You can't see it, can you? But people are walking around afraid of it, afraid of what they can't see. It's real. The giant is real. It's kind of like, you know, those cartoons that, uh, you know, you can see all darkness and you see them little eyes. <laughs> you got the visual of cartoons, and you're, you're in the dark, and then all you can see is two, little, two eyes in, in the dark, okay? But it don't make no difference because we are light. And God prepares a table for us. Even in the presence of our enemies, while we're walking around in the light, praise the Lord, you know, the, the little eyes are popping up everywhere. <laughs> you know what? But we are protected, we're safe. Because the devil can't do anything about you eating and pulling up to the table and enjoying the feast of this new covenant that we have today. Amen, with these exceeding great and precious promises. So we're not going to be afraid of this COVID that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Listen, if, Pastor, how long are you going to be on Psalm 91? You don't ask the news, how long are y'all going to keep talking about this virus? One time I looked at it, there's somebody dying, dying, oh, death. No, we're delivered. God delivered those of us who through fear of death. That's really what's behind, you know, if you, if you peel it all the way back, it's really what people are afraid of is death. When they hear, oh, somebody's dying. One, one minute you hear, the, uh, I heard a report about one person dying every minute. Then I heard a few days later, every 30 seconds somebody's dying. See, I'm going to tell you what to do about this stuff that you hear. Thank you, Lord. Jesus gave us a pattern. He gave us an example. We could just follow what he did, 
you can overcome anything, COVID or anything else. And we're going to get to it. Somebody's speeding this clock up. <laughs> but we're not going to be afraid of any destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but say this last part with me. It will not come near you. Let's say it, make it personal. Say me. It will not come near me. Put your name in there. It will not come near Al. Be bold to say it. There's something about saying it. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. You know, something that's fall, fallen at your right hand is very close. That speaks to something that's very close to you. So, mess is happening all around, right? Imagine you're in a battlefield and, uh, I mean, a, in a real physical, in a physical war, and you're, you're, you're laying there, and, uh, um, and you've got a rifle, and then attacks are coming, shots are being fired at you, but it doesn't touch you. But people around you are falling, dying everywhere. That's like the news reports you hear. People, people are dying. Every 30 seconds, somebody dies. And you hear that. What do you, what, what, what do you, what do, you do about that? See, we take the shield of faith. We talked about that. The, the shield of faith will quench, extinguish, put out, and that's a wraparound shield. And it'll, it will put out all the fiery darts of the wicked. See, what are these, what are these fiery darts? They're, they're, they're these, um, these crippling thoughts. These, these thoughts of, of danger, these thoughts of, of fear coming at you. Like, like rapid fire, like bullets. What's your protection against that? You're in the secret place. You're in the shelter. You're in the bunker. You've got the shield of faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it extinguishes every, say every, every fiery dart. See, these darts, they're not physical darts. There, see, what you've got to protect against are all these bad news reports that's coming at you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When these negative thoughts come your way, you must not let them take root. Don't give them the time to take root. See, what, what we're doing here by focusing on the Word this word, it's having an effect on you, even if you can't feel it. This word is having an effect on you. It's taking root. And when it takes root, this other stuff can't take, take root. These weeds and these bad reports. We do have an enemy. And people are falling. People are dying. But I like that word, but. It will not come near you. Well, I don't believe that. 
Believing is what makes it work. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I mentioned about, about the, um, the pattern of Jesus. And I want you to listen carefully because some, some people like to talk about, well, you know, God told me this. And, and God told me this about COVID. And, and there's all kinds of Jesus, have mercy on us, all kind of prophecies about COVID and about the disease and things. I don't even listen to it. There's all kind of, if you go on YouTube, prophecies about the, people want to go by. Don't go by what God tells you. Go by the written word. You overcome the enemy by going by what God said. Jesus gave us that pattern. In Matthew chapter 4, when the enemy, uh, when Jesus was in the wilderness, and those temptations of Jesus, and when the enemy came at Jesus, how did Jesus respond? How many, how many of you know God spoke to him? <laughs> yeah, his father spoke to him, but he, but he didn't he didn't respond to audible voices. In fact, he just got one. If you look in the chapter previous, a voice came from heaven. He was baptized by John in the river Jordan. The Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But Jesus didn't go by that when the enemy came against him. He didn't say, he, he could have said that. But let's look at his pattern. Well, why didn't he say, why didn't he tell the devil, the Lord is well pleased with me? Because I just, I just, man, my father just told me that I'm his beloved son and I'm well pleased. He chose to quote scripture out of Deuteronomy. Jesus responded by, he responded to every temptation by saying it is written. And that is the same pattern that we're to follow today when the enemy comes against us with these thoughts and he's firing at us with these thoughts. How many of you know we deal with thoughts? And we need to be meditating in the word day and night. How do I do that? Same way you worry day and night. How can I do that, Pastor? I got a job. You worry on your job, don't you? And your boss don't even know it. But you worrying day and night. Amen. When people are given to worry, they worry, they worry in their car, on the way to work, during work, on the way home, in the grocery store, worrying about the kids, worrying about the finances, worrying about COVID. Worry about, how many of you know you could worry about COVID day and night? But I encourage you to meditate on the word day and night. Amen. And the word... The word, the word should talk to you. Yeah. When it's in you, it will talk to you. Yeah. How many, how, how do you know if the word is in you? It'll talk to you. If it don't talk to you, it hasn't taken root yet. I keep saying, if you cut me open, Psalm 91 will still fall out. And Really, it recently happened to me. Something happened to me. I got infected with Psalm 91. I don't know when it happened, but I kept saying it. I kept showing up. If nobody else showed up, it's just not about me. Oh, Pastor, I was here. I was at the confession. It's not about that. 
I want you to get a hold of it. I want it, I want it to, to, to take a hold of you like it took a hold of me. And I don't know when it happened, but one day, one day, it looked like I looked at my fingernails and, 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 and I saw <laughs> Psalm 91 come out of that. See, don't be fo focused on the wrong stuff. People focus on the wrong. It, just, this is just something funny, and you can't even make this up. And uh, we used to greet people. We still greet people, but we'd stand back there, and, and this lady was coming through, and she looked at my hands, and she said, I'm not going to a church where the pastor's fingernails look better than mine. She actually said that to me. You know, uh, uh, like, what do you even say? Sometimes people say stuff, and, and you don't know what to say. I was at a home going uh, recently, and um, I conducted this home going. It was at the grave site, and this lady t said to me, and I was just talking about the father and, and so forth, and a lady came to me. Uh, she said, um, why don't you con um, consider God as mother? And I, I tell you, seldom am I speechless. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I looked, I didn't nod, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't shake my head no or yes, and I, you know, I know I wasn't agreeing with that, but I just, I, I mean, she looked at me, it was like an awkward, we ever had an awkward moment with people, I looked at her, she looked at me, and she went on and I went on, I just like, just go with, don't try to be deep, just go with what the word said. The word says, Father, Jesus call him Father, I call him Father. And don't get deep. He's not leaving women out. He got you, ladies. But he's Father. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It will not come near you. So don't listen to the reports around you. It will not come near you. Thank you, Jesus. Say it again. It will not come near me. Goodness. Take the helmet. Oh. Only with your eyes you will look. Only... You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Ephesians 6.17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is what you do when you say it is written. You're taking the sword of the Spirit and chopping the devil up with it. That's how you overcome the enemy. Not with, well, the Lord spoke to me the other day and he told me, forget that. Well, I said, don't forget it. I mean... When the Lord tell, tells you something great, that's wonderful. I don't, I don't despise that. The Lord talks to me, shares things with me, okay? But when dealing with the enemy, you don't come with that. You come with it is written. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. 
Here's a scripture you can come at him with. God gave us a spirit, not a fear. One translation says God did not give us a spirit that made us afraid, but a power and love and self-control. One translation says a sound mind. Listen to me. You can't reason away fear. You cannot reason away fear. Fear is a spiritual force. So you don't deal with it in the natural. Amen. The natural man does, doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Uh, and and it's, 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 not, it's not of the natural. The weapons of our warfare, the weapons that we deal with, they're not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, when you respond to it, when you respond to the enemy's attacks, these voices in your head, fearful thoughts, when you respond to, to those things with it is written, it's powerful. It's mighty through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds. Where are those strongholds? See, those strongholds can take place in your mind. And if you've got a stronghold of fear in your mind, what's the solution? Do what Jesus said. said. It is written. Hallelujah. Man, where does time go? Let's go a little bit further. Thank you, Jesus. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the most high, who is my what? There it is again, my refuge. No evil. Say no evil. Shall be allowed to follow me. To be, to be, <laughs> no evil shall be allowed to befall me. The coronavirus come near your, your tent, your dwelling. See, that's your household. Your household is protected from COVID. Say, my household is protected from COVID. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in what? We're not trusting in man. We're trusting in God. Man can come up with a vaccine, but it's better. There's something, woo, hallelujah, there's something better. Taking refuge in the Lord is better than trusting in anything man can come up with. God is our refuge, Psalm 91. Excuse me, Psalm 46 and 1. God is our refuge. Let's make it personal. Say, God is my refuge. God is my refuge. And what else? He's my strength. He's a very, I love this. I love this. And where is he? He's on the inside of you. He's a very present help in trouble. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and even if somehow, because none of us are perfect. None of us hit this 100%. But if COVID happens to attack you, it's got to leave. If you test it positive, don't look at, well, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, maybe I'm not believing enough or whatever. Just keep believing. Keep looking to your father 
and his faithfulness. His faithfulness to be with you in the midst of trouble, in the midst of testing positive. He's going to bring you out and you're going to come out stronger. Thank you, Lord. If we deal with trials and tests and in the right way, you're going to come out stronger. Circumstances don't necessarily make you strong. It's what you do in the circumstance that makes you strong. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's what you do in a situation that makes you strong. Amen. Uh, James talk, talks about trials and tests. Count it all joy. When you uh, fall into various temptations, trials, and tests. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, if you just look at that, like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How am I going to count it joy when I'm in a test or trial? There's nothing joyful about being in a trial. But if you go on reading, count it all joy when you fall in, in, into various trials and tests. Knowing this. See, you got to know something in the midst of the trial. Huh? It's kind of like in those old cowboy western movies and you got the Indian circling the wagon. And uh, so what you going to do, bad boy? I mean, it depends on what you got in that wagon. You got some AK-47 and you got the right artillery, the right firepower. No problem. But if you empty, if you empty handed, you got trouble. <laughs> Glory to God, hallelujah. But we we pack it in the midst of the trouble because the Lord is with us and He never leaves us or forsake us. We trust in His faithfulness to bring us out of whatever we're dealing with. That's what we know. So we know that our our, our Faith is being tried, but we got this wraparound shield. The, tr the trying of your faith produces patience. You, you, you learn, you're depending on the Lord to bring you out, and your patience has, has grown in the midst of that trial. So when you come out of it and the Lord brings you out of whatever you're dealing with victorious, guess what? You're stronger, and you, you've got a, a victory to rehearse. You can go back and say, the Lord did it then, he'll do it again, and he'll keep doing it. And I'm stronger than I was in the last trial. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, that's good. That's some good stuff. That came from the Lord. Man. I couldn't even say that again. Um, oh, boy. Thank you, Lord. Mm. For he... The next verse, um, Psalm 9111, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot 
against a stone. Oh, man, I got something I wanted to get into. But ah, let's go for it. When God gives his angels charge over you, I mean, that, that means that he gave them a command to protect you. Like soldiers, that if they, like if somebody had been assigned, somebody, some, like, like in these um, FBI movies and somebody under witness protection, and they may have some people um, assigned to them. I got some witness protection. Um, they go to a safe house or get a new identity. Maybe that's not a good example. Let's say that, you know, you got some, somebody, some high-valued prisoner or whatever, and they put them in a safe house when they've got somebody out there guarding them. Okay. They're to keep them safe. You got angels to keep you safe. Fear not is a command. I want to close with this story and I'm going to take some poetic license. Joanne out there, she, she, uh, she likes when I tell this story about Elisha and Gehazi and when Israel was at war against Syria and Syria, every time that Syria would attack Israel, Israel would know the battle plans of the Syrians ahead of time. Um, and so the king, of it, the king of Syria said, man, we, we must got a spy. There's some kind of spy in our ranks that's uh, revealing the battle plans to Israel. One of his servants said, no, king, there's, that's not what's going on. There's a prophet named Elisha over there in Israel. And man, this, this is a bad dude. He'll tell you what's going on in your bedroom. <laughs> not really. He only knew what the Lord would reveal to him through a word of knowledge. So the king of Syria said, well, where is he? They said, well, he's in Dothan. And so he commanded troops to go after him. So one day, I'm not talking to you, Siri. One day, Elijah had a servant named Gehazi, and one day he went up on the top of the mountain like he normally does to fetch a pail of water get some water from the well. So, you know, he does like he normally does in the morning, goes up top of the mountain to uh, go into the well, and all of a sudden he looks and he sees on the top of the mountain the mountain or the, the city was surrounded with Syrian troops. So he drops his water bucket, he freaks out, and he runs down a mountain and he goes, in, uh, he goes back to the crib, and then Elijah's in there chilling, relaxing, um, you know, having communion with God. And he said, alas, my master, how should we do? The army of the Syrians have come. There's no escape. There's no way out. We're going to die. He said, what? He said, we're going we're gonna to die. We're surrounded by the Syrians that come to get us. He said, calm down. Go in there and make us a couple of lattes and a couple of uh, bagels with, with salmon and cream cheese, you know, some lox with some, make sure it's got some red onion and some tomato and egg on it. And, and, and just, and then let's just sit down, have some breakfast, and you can, you can tell me all about it. So he goes in there nervously, makes, makes the lattes and, uh, and, and the lox. So they sit down. And so Elijah said, okay. Now, take it from the top, settle down. You, you calm now? He said, well, kind of. 
okay, just tell me what's going on. My master, when I, I went up at the, like I normally do at the top of the mountain this morning, and I, and, 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 and I, I went up, and I, when I was about to get the water, I looked out, and the, the Syrian troops surrounded, was surrounded us. They surrounded us around the city. They got us. They come to get us. We're going to die. Elijah said, <coughs> listen, just show me what you're talking about. Take, take me out there. Okay. So they go up to the top of the mountain, and sure enough, Syrian troops all around the city. And so Gehazi said, see, I told you. I told you. There's no way out. There's no escape. We'll pick up in verse 15 when his servant, uh, the man of God, rose early in the morning and went out. Behold, an army. I don't know what translation you're going to see what I just told you, but this is, it's, it's, most of it's true. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? See, I told you we're going to die. I told you they were here. They come to get us. <laughs> It's the big one, honey. What's that Sanford used to say? Who that he would call his wife? Or was it Elizabeth? Elizabeth. It's the big one. I'm coming to join you, honey. Huh? Elijah, this is the big one. And he said something. It made no sense whatsoever. Do not be afraid. Huh? Say what? Don't you see what's going on? We're surrounded. He said, don't be afraid. But those who are with us are more than those who are with him. He's talking to Gehazi. And Gehazi said, say what? Now, you know, I've been serving you, Master, all these years. I've done everything you told me to do, but this don't make no sense. I think you're getting senile in your old age because maybe you don't, maybe, maybe your eyes are dim. Maybe your eyes are failing you, but let's, let me, just bear with me for a second. I normally don't speak up. I just do everything you tell me to do, but, but listen, I just want you to, just bear with me for a second because I want to give you a mathematical uh, uh, equation here. Okay, I want to count for you. See, there's, look out there, it's 10,000 troops. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 troops are out there. All right? One, two. And you're telling me there's more with us than are with them? And see, when people freak out about COVID and about anything, what do you do? You pray for them. That's all you can do. Elijah prayed and said, Lord, see, you don't have to do a whole lot of talking. 
when you get these fearful thoughts, God has not given me a spirit of fear. How do we respond? With it is written. Elijah prayed and said, Oh, Lord, please <laughs> help this man. Open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. There was stuff going on that you couldn't see in the natural. When you trust God, see, you, you, you summon, summonsing your angels, if that's such a word. The angels that we read about that's been given charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Even though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, it will not come near you. Glory to God. He's given his angels, what? Charge over you. Even though you can't see them, there's angels all around. I'm getting excited right now. Amen. Even though you don't see them, they're all around you right now. Here's the best part of this story. The opening of Gehazi's eyes did not create these horses and chariots of fire, which were angelic hosts. They were already there. Woo. I want you to know that your healing is already there. Your victory is already there. Your angels are already there to bring you the finances that you need. They're already there. Just keep saying it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And the angels who excel in strength, they hearken to the voice of the word. And who gives voice to the word of God? You do. You take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and you speak it out of your mouth. You boldly say it in the face of COVID, in the face of anything that's happening. I win. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I am loved by the Father. Thank you, Lord. And his perfect love drives out every ounce, every trace of fear. Glory to God. Because I trust the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise today. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo! Man, I was thinking about Brother Hagin this week. He used to say, and I didn't know, I didn't understand what he was saying, but it sounded good. He would say every once in a while, he said, it wouldn't take much for me to have a West Texas brush arbor spell. <laughs> Talking about these old brush. One day I looked that up. They had these old these old meetings and the brush arbor meetings and stuff like that back in the day. And when, and when he would say that, man, it wouldn't take much for me to have a West Texas brush arbor spell. He would take off running. He'd take off running. He, and, and, and Carla mentioned he had a run, man. He had a run. And then uh, and other people start running. People start running all over the place. I'm telling you what, when you get a hold of this new covenant and all that the Father has for you in this new covenant, one day, man, you're going to run around your house. Man, I feel like running right now. I, I bet you I'd have a few people run with me. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to leave y'all. Uh, uh, just watching. Praise the Lord. You see it. Uh, screen with nothing there, man. <laughs> y'all get something out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Lord, for your word. 